Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise Salcedo, and you are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on F4W Online. It is March 1st, and we are here to talk about AEW Dynamite, the go-home show, into AEW Revolution. And there's quite a bit to get into here today. Um, by the way, sorry that this stream started a little bit late. Um, normally, I'm pretty much on time, but it takes a while for me to like transcribe some of the promos and things that are said. And so it I end up falling a little bit behind sometimes on the show when I'm like, you know, transcribing everything that they're saying in the promo. So, uh, so sometimes it takes a second, but I am here also just a heads up guys, because I'm very concerned about this. So, um, there is a really bad storm right now. I don't know how many of you guys are in the Los Angeles area, but believe it or not, we've been having terrible weather. Uh, there was snow today in some parts of Los Angeles, which is just batshit crazy insane. It does not happen here very often. And then on top of that, there's really bad winds. Power has been going out. Uh, it went out for me earlier today, and I'm very scared that it's going to go off uh, during the show because it is, sounds terrible out there. So if that happens, don't worry. I will come back, or if it takes too long, I'll figure something out. But uh, just a heads up because we are having really bad weather right now. But let's get into the show, everyone. AEW Dynamite, I thought today was... Look, ahead of the show, I wasn't really too crazy given that the card, aside from like one match, nothing else really sounded too appealing to me. Uh, really, the only thing that I was looking forward to on today's show was the Face of the Revolution ladder match, and it totally delivered. And um, that particular match, I think... Yeah, like I said, completely delivered, but it's really kind of uh, all the other things that I wasn't looking forward to. I didn't think were bad by any means. So I thought this was a decent show and there was a lot of good stuff that I thought that they did uh to build into AEW Revolution. So given that I wasn't, um, you know, so in love with everything on the card, I still thought it was a pretty decent show today. Um, not a great show, but a decent show for sure. Uh, but hey, guys, just a heads up. If you want to help support this podcast and getting your questions, your thoughts, your opinions, uh, anything really, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat. If you do, I will make sure to read that here on the show. And on top of that, it just helps me, uh, you know, stay funded to help support this podcast etc grapple geekery kicks us off with our first super chat of the day and grapple geekery says lots of fire promos tonight loved it um man that's why i told you guys i was transcribing uh portions of that brian danielson promo that he cut on mjf i absolutely loved it uh we'll talk more about that in just a second but i thought overall there was a lot of really good promos today uh there was some good stuff on the show um welcome to williams um santoro jr who just became Became a member here of the F4W online channel. Uh, so shout out to William on that. We got a super chat here from my good friend Heidi Ho. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho who says, I live in LA, lower Alabama, and we've got bad storms here and now. So I feel your pain. All right, totally different lower Alabama and Los Angeles. But hey, man, uh, I feel you. If you've got any, if you're living any place right now with bad weather, uh, I feel your guys, it's pain, okay? It's cold, it's windy. Windy, it's wet. I hate it. Uh, but thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in this generous super chat. Roberto Arsenal sends in a super chat saying, uh, besides the battle royal, the show was good. We'll get into that battle royal, guys. I I'm curious to see what you think. I I'm, I'm sensing what Roberto already seems that he didn't like the battle royal. Uh, I'm sensing that. I don't know what you're, the rest of the chat's going to say on here, but I'll share my thoughts in just a second. Um, all right, let's hop into the show. So let's kick things off with uh, the opening match, which was Orange Cassidy defeating Big Bill for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. God dang, I hate that name, by the way, Big Bill. I feel silly saying it. Hey, Big Bill is coming down. Uh, he defeated Big Bill. It's a terrible name, but whatever. Um, so... I'm going to be real real with you guys here. When I saw this match was announced, I thought, oh, that's like, okay, I guess. It's not really for me. Um, this is really not the kind of match that I personally, this is not the type of match that I personally get stoked for or excited about, right? Um, with that being said, I want to shout out the San Francisco audience because I thought 
that they made a match that I didn't think was that great. They elevated it so much more with the way that they were reacting to it. Holy cow. They were so into this. I couldn't believe it because I was like, man, I'm not into this at all. Because, you know, really, the, the, the beginning kind of started slow. They were doing the whole cat and mouse thing where like, Orange Cassidy would be in the ring and then Big Bill would go on the outside, then Orange Cassidy into the ring and they would just go back and forth. And I never like when matches start like that. I don't care who it is. It, I hate that start of a match for any match, for any match, period. I hate when we see the um, when we see people going in and out of the ring. It drives me nuts. But for some reason, uh, this worked. And I think this worked mainly because it's Orange Cassidy. And I don't necessarily know that it would have worked for, uh, you know, everybody else. But it worked in this match. The crowd reacted to it very nicely where I was like, okay, clearly uh, I'm in the wrong here. I'm in the minority because the crowd is eating this up. And um, we get a moment where we see uh, Big Bill put Orange Cassidy through the table. And for the majority of this first portion of this match, it's all Big Bill. Big Bill is the one on offense. Big Bill is the dominant one. It's all about Big Bill. And so... (laughs) I was kind of like, damn, I was not into this. I so, I'm sorry. I was not into the, the 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 portions where Big Bill was the dominant one. I was a little bored. Uh, I did like when he was like ragdolling him. I was like, okay, cool. Let's press on with this match, right? Um, for me, this thing turned around. Uh, the second Orange Cassidy basically got things back over on his end. So Dan Housen, he tries to curse, uh, put a curse on Stokely Hathaway. And instead, Big Bill comes in, blocks him. And so Stokely Hathaway is able to nail one on um, on Dan Housen. This whole distraction and everything on the outside basically leads to Orange Cassidy getting the better of uh, Big Bill. He goes out there, hits him with the dive, and this is where the match completely turned around for me. The second Orange Cassidy, uh, really just the end, the second Orange Cassidy um, hits him with an orange punch, and then they get back into the ring. He ends up hitting him like with literally all his spots. He hits him with the DDT. Then finally, he gets him with three more orange punches until he finally brings down the big guy and uh he finally gets the victory and so orange cassidy wins and um so really i just like the ending but the crowd really did a whole lot to really make this match more entertaining so kudos to the san francisco uh crowd honestly because they did a really good job um let's see what else we got here let's see what people are saying um we got a super chat here uh thank you so much to heidi ho who says the Iron Man match is the only match I'm interested on this whole card on Sunday. I might just watch the post show. So this one's interesting, guys. I'm curious because I I don't know what, and you guys can let me know in the chat. How are you guys are feeling about the build, uh, not the build, but... More specifically, the matches on AEW Revolution. Now, I am going to be doing a prediction show tomorrow on my YouTube channel with Sean. Um, That's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to that. So I'll give official predictions then. But I'm curious to see what your guys' opinion is on the matches. Because really quickly, um, to to Heidi Ho's point here, I'm going to pull up the card just one second. Um, Okay. So I'm looking at this card, and there's a couple matches that I'm really interested in. So there's eight matches that have been announced. MJF, Brian Danielson, that one I'm very much looking forward to because it's a 60-minute Ironman match, and I'm really curious to see what is what that is going to look like with MJF in it. And I have a lot of hope. I think MJF is going to do phenomenal in this match. I don't think they would have booked this match if they didn't fully believe that MJF and Brian Danielson could go out there and do a 60 minute, uh, a 60 minute Ironman match. So personally, I'm really looking forward to that one. The four way for the AEW world tag team championship, which is going to be the guns versus the acclaimed versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. Um, To be completely honest, it's not a match that I'm really excited for. However, I know it's going to be that match on the card that even though I'm not excited for it, I know it's going to be entertaining. And I'm 
going to be assuming that they're going to put a lot of comedy in this match. So this, to me, feels like it's going to be a comedy-filled match because of all of the people in it. Uh, I think this is going to be one that's a little bit of a hot mess, but it's going to turn out good. Am I looking forward to it as of right now? Probably not. Uh, John Moxley, Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match. This is one of the matches that I think most people are looking forward to. I'm doing a giveaway right now on my Twitter account for a free uh, to watch the AEW Revolution for free. And so oh, I asked people, what match are you most looking forward to? And pretty much the number one match that I kept seeing on that list is the Texas Death Match. And I know we're going to talk more about this in a hot second, but the promos that we got from John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page were really good today, especially that John Moxley one. I thought they did a really good job of building uh, this feud up. And we've seen them go at it plenty times before, but this time there's a whole new dynamic to it in regards to the Texas death match. We know Adam Page and Moxley are both familiar with it. And so I'm very excited for that one. Samoa Joe and Wardlow. I think that one's going to be really good too. Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks. Um, I think it has the potential of being good. And I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho, I hope is good because I haven't been too in love with this feud. So I'm hoping that um, the match turns out good. And then, of course, we have the Elite and the House of Black. I think this match for the AEW World's Trios Championship is going to be really good. Like, this could be um, one of the top matches of the night. And then we have Christian Cage and Jack Perry. And for me... Because I've been so into this feud between these two guys, I'm looking forward to the match. So when I look at this entire card, there's at least one, two, three, four, five matches. Five out of eight matches that I'm very much looking forward to. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty much looking forward to AEW Revolution. So um, I hope that kind of... But I, I get why a lot of people might not be entirely too into it. Uh, it really just depends on your taste and what you like, right? Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in the super chat. It's much appreciated. Uh, Deontay Swainier, Deontay, uh, nice to see you once again pop up here on the stream. I appreciate it a whole lot. Uh, Deontay is always sending in very nice tweets to me that make my day. Uh, Deontay says, the Taylor Swift of Wrestling Podcast. It's Denise. Good to see you. Uh, fun show tonight. Excited for a revolution. I got paid today and didn't have to hear MJF talk. Hell yeah. I love you, fam. Hey, man. Thank you so much for coming in on your payday. I appreciate it. Uh, Deontay, thank you so much for the love and this very generous super chat. And I'm very happy that you enjoyed uh, today's episode of AEW Dynamite. And surprisingly, we didn't get much of MJF talking here today. A couple words, but not nothing too much. But I like MJF, though, uh, on the mic. But I know how some people might, you know, be turned off by that. But we'll see. Um, all right. So let's press on from here and uh, go on from this. And uh, let's see what else we got. So mentioning that Heyman Page, John Moxley feud that I think is probably one of the things most people are looking forward to. Um, this one here, we had a really great promo from John Moxley. So John Moxley, it, you know, a lot of people kind of make fun of the fact on social media that like he blinks and that's it. He's already bleeding and, and he's in the blood comes instantly for John Moxley, right? Like he bleeds in every match. And that's something that people have been heavily talking about on social media however um so they played this uh video this video promo that he did that was apparently after uh what was it last week when he was all bloodied up and you had that image of him on the ramp and he's like all busted open and bloodied and so this one here I thought was really good because I felt like they really had John Moxley lean into the whole bloody I'm an animal type of deal so for me, a lot of the verbiage that he used in this promo, I thought was really good because he said something along the lines of, you know, I'm a sick man and I do this because I like this. He says, this is not something that you should be that you should be proud of. This is not something you should aspire to. Um, I love this shit. And then he goes on to say that he's not the kind of guy you walk on a walk within a dark alley he tried to leave the feud with hangman alone but hangman essentially asked for this and he says that at the end of the day he's going to basically you know beat him and this and that oh jesus christ guys okay power is kind of going out so please bear with me hope the power doesn't go out um so anyways 
But then he has this really great line that I really enjoyed. He says, Hangman, you are a great wrestler. You are even a great man, but you're not the same animal as me. There's only room for one of these animals in AEW. Only room for one animal like me in this ecosystem, and I will die to protect what's mine. Um, this is a promo. This is a line that I found suited John Moxley so perfectly because he is that kind of a he is that kind of competitor. He is that kind of a fighter. He's that person that you know goes out there and bites people. Is bleeding constantly is uh you know doing all sorts of things and to me that really does paint him as this like wild man which we've known now for quite some time so um i thought they did a really good job with this promo at like hyping us up with um for the match the hangman adam page promo um i was polar opposite of john moxley in terms of like the visual the visual was entirely different it looked more like a country music video but he was dead serious you know, talking about how Mox can't take away his heart and uh, coming out of this match, you either live or you die and he's not ready to die and John Moxley will never be the same. I don't think that Hangman Page's promo hit as hard as John Moxley's did, but I didn't think it was bad or anything like that. I think both of these really, truly added to that um, Texas death match. So I'm doing good. Um, all right. So afterwards, we end up getting uh, the elites there coming out. And instead, when they're doing their entrance, the music stops, the lights go out. Clearly, they get a power outage. Just kidding. Um, but <laughs> hey, guys, if my power goes out, uh, let's just all pretend I was attacked by the House of Black. But anyway, so their music their music hits. They come out there. They're doing their entrance. They're jumped by the House of Black fine this is what they've been doing they interrupted that match with the young bucks and Aussie open on AEW rampage we've been seeing them do this this has been their way at kind of messing with the elite heading into their bell at AEW revolution no harm no foul all right so next up we have what i consider the best thing on the show this is the only thing if you didn't watch AEW dynamite you're like eh, should i tune in or not i would tune in specifically to watch this match now, before I get into this match, heads up, everyone, I have a brand new interview with Action Andretti that is up right now on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Please, guys, go give that interview some love. I've been having a hard time getting like AW interviews. And so I'm really trying to like show that, you know, they should keep giving me interviews. So please, please go to the channel, check out that interview, leave a comment. I'm trying to get as much traction on it as I possibly can, uh, just so that I can keep getting some more interviews and whatnot. So please go over there and give it some love. It would really mean a whole lot to me. Um, and, you know, that stuff matters, right? More views the more opportunities you get. So please go give that interview some love. But anyways, we had the face of the revolution ladder match. And this was powerhouse Hobbs defeating Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, who we rarely saw. I can't tell you one thing I saw Ortiz do. I'm not even sure he was out there. Uh, AR Fox, Sammy Guevara, Action Andretti, Kanosuke Takeshita, and Commander. Now, I loved this freaking match, guys. This was a match that got me excited about the prospect, about the future talents that AEW has on board. I mean, AR Fox, I'll start off with AR Fox. AR Fox has literally been coming in here and he was a guy that, you know, he was paired up with Top Flight. And even though Top Flight has gotten more of that push, every time AR Fox is out there, he makes sure to really utilize every minute that he has out there. Uh, that match that he had with Swerve Strickland was one of my favorites. Um, AR Fox is freaking killing it. Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, I, you know, he is somebody that I know that a lot of people tend to not, you know, favor, but every time he goes out there, he's passionate and he does crazy stuff, which we'll talk about in a second. Action Andretti is a star on the rise right now. Kanoshke Takeshita is somebody that I legitimately thought was going to actually win this match. Like, I thought there was a huge possibility he was going to take this one. Then we had Commander, who made his AEW debut today, and to me... Uh, Commander was literally the, uh, I'm going to say like star of this match because I thought he had some of the biggest and brightest spots uh, in this matchup that if, you know, they're wondering, hey, should he not be all elite? Should he be all elite or not? Uh, I feel like this match basically said, you know what, he should be. But Powerhouse Hobbs gets the win here. And to me, 
I thought that Hobbs winning was a great freaking choice because we have been seeing. So he was doing the whole feud with Samoa Joe and Wardlow a while back. He was doing the book of Hobbs and we really have seen powerhouse Hobbs really kind of get into his own. Like we have seen that glow up for powerhouse Hobbs uh, previously when he was doing team Taz, he always stood out and he was always somebody that was liked and you saw potential in him. But ever since that pretty much came undone and from that period to now, we have seen powerhouse Hobbs like, dude, he is jacked. He looks like a beast, man. He's in beast mode and I freaking love it. So Hobbs looks like somebody who is a legitimate killer. Uh, the, he, the, the look is great. There were so many moments in this like there was uh, so he's from Palo Alto, Palo Alto. So in the neighborhood, you know, near San Francisco, whatever. And so he got a great reaction from the crowd because of this. And but not only that, they made sure to give him some great shine during this. There was a moment during this match where he was going at it with Kanoshke Takeshita. And uh, Takeshita and him were... Uh, uh, Hobbs got him with like a clothesline and it was so good actually and then I think he got him with one more if I remember correctly but it was like the two of them were clashing with one another so it was a very like a uh, good moment there but there was so much that was done in this match um also, I should add Powerhouse Hobbs winning gets him the TNT title shot next week, either against Samoa Joe or Wardlow, whoever ends up winning um, from AW Revolution. But what we got in this match, some of the best moments that I thought that we got here really were, um, I mentioned the clotheslines from um, from Hobbs to Kanoshke, from, uh, to Takeshita. We had literally, Takeshita had some great moments in here too. Like he even got Hobbs with a German suplex, which I really liked that. Um, I actually think they did a really good job of hyping up a possibility. I want to see Takeshita versus powerhouse Hobbs, like one-on-one -on -one because the little interactions that they had during this was pretty damn good. Uh, Action Andretti was out there, you know, doing some, uh, you know, some dives and stuff. AR Fox did a uh, springboard explosion senton, which was pretty crazy. Air Fox actually had some really sick spots during this too. Um, Commander running the ropes and literally, I don't even know what he did, but the man flew. He was like Buzz Lightyear, okay? I can't even describe it. Um, That was really great too. Hobbs putting AR Fox into the ladder. That was a pretty brutal spot too. Uh, Action Andretti, uh, he did a Falcon Arrow on Sammy Guevara. It was slightly a little bit botched, but it still looked freaking crazy. It, it, it looked brutal actually. Um, At one point, you just see Action Andretti just like hanging there on the ladder. So that was a tough spot, but you know what? It looked sick a uh, commander doing doing the shooting star press onto ar fox on who was on another ladder that was one of the top moments as well during this match um then there was a moment where commander was about to grab the, the brass ring but instead kanoshki Takeshita comes up hits him with a blue thunder bomb and that was another explosive moment during this um eventually we get daniel garcia who comes in and essentially kind of you know, goes at it with uh, with uh, Action Andretti because they have beef. You know, they've wrestled before and then they have the whole beef with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Finally, we see Sammy go to the top of the ladder on the outside and he ends up hitting a senton onto Action Andretti who's laying on a ladder. That was freaking sick too. Um, Finally... Kenoshki Takeshita looks like he's going to get the win and he's on top of the ladder, but then powerhouse Hobbs comes right in and like just throws his whole body onto the ladder and knocks him down. Um, and eventually we do see Wardlow get that. I mean, sorry, uh, powerhouse Hobbs get that win. And afterwards we see Wardlow and Samoa Joe, they're going at it for like a split second. Right. And so like they're arguing and then the security comes through cause they're going to, they're about to fight each other, but security, Security comes out, starts separating them, but Wardlow literally kicks all the security guys' butt. It's like literally cleaning house. And they pan to this really hilarious shot of Powerhouse Hobbs, who is just laying there with the ring. And um, he's just like, I got time. I don't need to get involved in this. Um, this was great, man. They hyped up. Um, they made Hobbs look good. They hyped up Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and made you excited to see who uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is going to go on to face at uh, next week's Dynamite. So I'm thinking here, uh, I'm a little bit, guys, I don't know, because look, here's the thing. I 
do want to see powerhouse Hobbs as TNT champion. If you were to ask me, Denise, what would you prefer? Would you prefer to see powerhouse Hobbs as champion or Wardlow as champion? Now, as much as I like Wardlow, we've seen it been there, done that. So part of me wants to see powerhouse Hobbs become TNT champion. So I'm wondering if that means that I I'm kind of think, leaning along the side of wanting to see Samoa Joe defeat Wardlow at Revolution and then see Powerhouse Hobbs defeat Samoa Joe. Because I'm thinking like, okay, if Wardlow defeats Samoa Joe and then we get Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs, I don't know that they're going to have Wardlow lose the title so fast. So I'm a little bit torn here. I do want to see Powerhouse Hobbs as TNT champion. And I think that the best way would be to beat for him to beat Samoa Joe. But at the same time, I don't want to see Samoa Joe lose to anybody, but that would be a huge victory for Powerhouse Hobbs if he did defeat Samoa Joe. So I don't know, guys. I I, I got to think about this a little bit more. Uh, but we got a couple of super chats here. This is from Murad Ugami, uh, Agami. Excuse me. Uh, Murad, thank you so much for sending in the super chat. It's much appreciated. Uh, Murad says, the pay-per-view is booked to be underwhelming on purpose. It's possible FTR, CM Punk, Jay White, and Mercedes got debut. Um, will debut, but put AEW back in the apex where it was. And here's the thing, like, I know that some people are going to see it as being booked, uh, you know, underwhelming. I don't think that was done on purpose by any means. Like, I don't think Tony Khan is out here trying to book an underwhelming show. Like, I don't believe that at all. Um, I don't know if we're going to be getting, you know, surprises or not. Uh, when it comes to FTR, uh, Dax Harwood recently, I just did a video on this where he was talking about um, – you know, a lot of people thought FTR was going to come in today and maybe win the Casino Battle Royale and be added into the four-way, and they were not. Uh, recently, the latest on that is that Dax Harwood uh, in his podcast said that he has told AEW that they're ready to come back and they're ready to come back and finish out their contracts. Uh, their contracts with AEW run out in April, and he is essentially looking to, you know, come back, right, and finish that out. But the last thing that was said on his podcast was that he has not heard back from the company. He has not heard back from AEW, and uh, he believes that they're maybe unhappy with that. So that is what he said on his most recent episode of his uh, FTR pod. F I forgot the name of the podcast, but the, the, on his recent podcast. Um, so I I don't know. If anything has happened since then, I don't know. Maybe they'll come out at Revolution. I would hope to see them, but I don't know. If we're just basing this off of that podcast comment, it could be nothing. It could be something. Who knows? Um, and then with Jay White, he's somebody that, you know, we've been wondering whether or not he's going to go to AEW. He's going to go to to, um, to WWE. We don't know. CM Punk, the situation is just so complicated, guys. I just don't know. Um I really don't know. I feel like at this point, if he were to come back at Revolution, it would be huge. It would be massive. But I just don't know. I can't even give you a guess on that one. Um, Mercedes Monet, you know, she's doing the whole thing with New Japan. So um, I don't know if she's going to do something additionally with AEW here. Uh, so I don't know. Um, but I hope that kind of helped you out just a tad bit, uh, running down some of the options and whatnot. But I don't think the show was booked uh, to be underwhelming on purpose. You don't want to do that. You know, it's not like it's not like you get AEW pay-per-views for $9.99. Uh, no, you get these for like 50 bucks, man. That's a whole 50 bucks. If you're going to be charging that much, like the show is going to have to be good, right? So I don't think that Tony Khan was trying to book this show to be underwhelming. So uh, that's where I'm at on this one. But thank you so much to Murad for sending in uh, your thoughts here uh, in regards to the pay-per-view. I appreciate that, man. Um, all right. We got another one here from Heidi Ho. Heidi Ho, thank you so much. Says, this is my last negative comment. Oh, man. We're getting so many negative comments today, guys. Uh, we're, 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 okay. Heidi Ho says, this is my last negative comment. If you can't do the spot without the referees helping, just don't do the spot. They were helping set up ladders and holding them. Ruined it for me, says Heidi Ho. Look, I didn't notice that as much as probably some other people did. It's probably as Heidi Ho did. I was really interested in this match, and I had a really good time watching it. It was legitimately my favorite thing on the show, hands down. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in your last negative comment. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, man, if you guys want to send 
whatever you can send in whatever your thoughts are on the programming man uh this is a democracy this you can say what you want i mean as long as it's not hateful uh you know think what you think about it you know it's entertainment it's subjective entertainment you're allowed to dislike things believe it or not uh thank you so much to heidi hope for sending in this super chat um all right we got another one here from justin martin thank you so much to justin who says um it's about hobbs it's about time Hobbs got a big breakthrough moment. That dude is a superstar in the making. What an insane ladder match. Completely agree, man. Uh, those freaking clotheslines that he was hitting were just so strong, so powerful. Um, it kind of like rocked the house for sure. I thought he had a great showing here tonight. He looks good. Uh, I can see him like this is only the start for Hobbs, man. This is only the start. Thank you so much to Justin Martin for sending in this super chat. And um, all right, let's go ahead and press on here and let's move on. So let's see. After this, we got Chris Jericho defeating Peter Avalon. Now, I know a lot of people were, you know, not too excited about seeing this as a matchup for AEW Dynamite. However, I want to say that, you know, Peter Avalon, I've done several interviews with him now, and he is legitimately a nice guy. And so I was very happy for him to like get this opportunity because he's, you know, hasn't been, he's been with He's been with AEW since the start, since the beginning. And he's pretty much been, you know, he he's pretty much been pretty much on like AEW Dark. And even then when he gets on AEW Dark. So I think for him to at least have this opportunity to be on Dynamite was nice to see. I didn't think this was painful by any means necessary. Um, this was fine. It got... The, the, the job done and I was happy for him to get the spot on Dynamite because again he's been a guy that's been you know part of the AEW roster for a very very long time but anyway so this match uh, Peter comes in and uh, red hot and he's like chopping Jericho and they have a nice little back and forth nothing too bad but Jericho hits the code breaker gets his win this was a quick victory for Jericho again not bad he afterwards he starts hitting Peter Avalon with his bat. Ricky Starks comes out, but then he, the Jericho Appreciation Society beats him down. So again, not nothing harmful on the show for that. Anyways, yeah, this is from Benninghama who says, "I'm just happy to see pretty Peter Avalon gets to be on TV." Exactly. So I I I feel the same way about that. You give like let the guy have a moment, you know? Let the guy have a moment, guys. All right. So um next up we got Christian Cage and Renee Paquette. So um they Renee Paquette is interviewing Christian Cage in the ring, and this was great, man. Oh, I love Christian Cage and I love Jungle Boy. Uh, I've been obsessed with the storyline for quite some time now. Uh, before I break it down, we do got a generous super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon for sending this in. Sheldon says, I'm just curious to know when the All-Atlantic title will be defended on pay-per-view. They crowned the first champion at Forbidden, uh, Forbidden Door, defense at All Out Pre-Show. At least Pac defended it outside of AWOC hasn't. So, um, um, look, truthfully, I was expecting a lot more when it came to the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. And for me so far, it's just been a title. Like, it's just been there. I haven't been too in love with a lot of what they've been doing with the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Uh, personally, I really loved it when Pac was champion. And I liked the ma I liked the matches that Pac was having more than the ones with Orange Cassidy, unfortunately. And I know that's probably a hot take, an unpopular opinion, but I did want to see Pac. Uh, uh, I wanted to see what Orange Cassidy was going to do with the championship. And I think there's been a handful of matches that I've enjoyed, but I did enjoy that brief, very brief run with Pac when he had it. Um, I think I just want to see Orange Cassidy in there with competitors that I know can have just bigger, better matches. You know, we're just talking about here about this match with Big Bill. Like I just mentioned, I wasn't crazy about that match. The crowd loved it, but personally, I, and I know that I'm in the minority there, but I just didn't think it was like a banger or anything like that. And so for me, it's just not the kind of match that I'm necessarily drawn to. I do think that I just want to see bigger opponents. This sounds wrong because I was going to say bigger opponents, but who's bigger than Big Bill in size? But you guys know what I mean. Like just, I want to see matches that, 
I think could really, really steal the show because Orange Cassidy is capable of that, as we've seen uh, numerous times before. So for me, I just kind of want to see different opponents for Orange Cassidy just to kind of make the AW All-Atlantic Championship just feel a little bit more uh, stronger, a little bit more meaningful. So I don't know if that's a hot take. Uh, hot tamale here on the show. Let me know. Let's see what you guys think. But thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for also sending in uh, this generous super chat. All righty. So <laughs> Bobby C says banger drink. Hey, man, uh, I, I'm going to be part of the banger bros here. Oh, that's right. They're not calling them the banger bros anymore. All right. I'll be the banger chica here. All right. Um, Moving on. So Christian Cage, Renee Paquette. Uh, they're out there. Christian is being booed and he's like, it's okay. I feel the same way. I'm an, I don't want to be here in San Francisco, San Francisco. I'll see you guys again in 10 years. Right. So, uh, you know, he's talking about how jungle boy, Jack Perry says he's going to win gold in 2023, but he's like, not over my dead body. In fact, I'm going to be the one to win singles gold in 2023. And then I loved this part. I love this part so much. And I'm so glad they went this direction because this is exactly what it should be. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy have had this long-term storytelling, long-term story that's been going on. And it has gotten very ugly and very personal. The man stole his best friend. The man betrayed him after he had his trust. The man talked shit on his dead father, talked shit to his mother, his, uh, I think even his sister at one point, if I remember correctly. It got really ugly, very personal, okay? So we need this to not just be a match. This needs to be a fight. And that is exactly what Christian Cage uh, proposed to Jungle Boy Jack Perry when he said, this is going to be a fight, no rules, this is a fight. I'm so glad that Christian Cage brought that up and that he mentioned that because to me, it just makes a lot more sense. This storyline... You, you, they need to like get right into it, man. They need to like go full throttle when they have this match at AW Revolution. So, on top of that, we had another brutal line from Christian Cage. He tells uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry at the end of the day, the reality is you're just your father's son. Just like your father, you're a no talent hack that should be thankful you've got Hollywood good looks to get through life because this business is not for you, kid. You don't have the guts. Good stuff there from Christian Cage. But then we got one of my favorite things that Jungle Boy Jack Perry has done character-wise. This was good stuff. Whoever came up with the concept of this video, kudos to them because I loved the bloody concept. So we mentioned that Christian Cage, what has he been doing a lot of? He's been mentioning, um, uh, he's been mentioning Jungle Boy's late father. Okay, this has been established. Why not do something like this where Jungle Boy Jack Perry is out there digging a grave and he's standing in it. And then afterwards, he's like flashing back all of these memories, all of everything that's been happening with the feud, with the storyline and everything that has happened. And we're seeing like a montage of everything. And then there's a clip of Jungle Boy literally looking down and it's all dark and scary. And he just lets out one single tear, one very strong single tear. He's like Johnny Depp and cry baby. And he afterwards, it is revealed that that grave that he was, you know, building or whatever. Do you build a grave? No, dig. There you go. The, the grave that he was digging. Uh, he it's revealed that it is for Christian Cage. And you see the tombstone in it. And I liked this again because of all of the awful things Christian Cage said about his dad. Why wouldn't he want to dig a hole for Christian Cage? The other thing is, last week, we saw that he wasn't willing to slam that chair on the head of Christian Cage. We saw that Jungle Boy hesitated. We saw that he didn't necessarily at that moment have the guts to actually do it. However, with this video, he's showing he's willing to do what it takes to end Christian Cage once and for all, bury him, done with it. So I really liked what this whole uh, video did um, for the story. And I cannot wait to see Jungle Boy standing above Christian Cage at AEW Revolution. I think it's going to be a good time, man. 
going to be a good time. Uh, this is from Steven who says that Chris, he liked the line where Christian Cage said, unlike you who treat this business like a video game, I treat it like an ATM machine. Um, that line, I also really liked that line too. That was good as well. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got here. Overall, good stuff. Um, really quickly, after this, we ended up getting hooked. Uh, defeating Matt Hardy. I wasn't really interested in this, guys. I'm sorry. This one was, I was kind of like not even really caring about this at all. This is really not for me. Uh, but Hook defeats Matt Hardy. And um, basically, because he defeated Matt Hardy, he's going to get a match against Stokely Hathaway in a no DQ match with the firm essentially banned from ringside. This was a fast, fast match. Um, I wasn't really too into it. Let's move on. Uh, after this, we ended up getting uh, our women's match here. And this one for me, okay, so this was Tony Storm and Riho. Sorry, guys. Forgot to actually write down the match on my notes. Like, I wrote down what happened in the match, but I didn't put anything else. Um, all right, so Tony Storm and Riho here. This one here, look. I think Riho is a great competitor. Tony Storm's a great competitor. And I kind of feel like this match was a little bit a lot of what they could do in the ring, I thought, was um, stunted by the fact that you had to do everything that you did with Soraya and with uh, Jamie and Britt and all of this, right? I, I kind of wish that we would have just seen this be like its standalone thing. And I get it because Soraya's out there and, you know, she's, uh, you know, getting involved in the match. She's out there on Tony Storm's side, but she gets involved in this match. And so then you see J Jamie and Britt come down. But I feel like we only got just a tad bit of what we could actually get here between Riho and Tony. There were only a couple of moments that I felt were noteworthy, like Riho going out there and doing that um, really nice crossbody onto Tony Storm. That was great. Uh, afterwards, you know, uh, she ends up getting her with the Northern Lights suplex to Tony Storm. That was nice, too. Tony eventually gets her with the hip attack. And after the hip attack, she goes for the pin and ends up being an, a near fall. I was a little bit surprised by that. I thought she was going to uh, end the match there and have Tony Storm win. Afterwards, we end up seeing Riho get the roll-up on Tony Storm. It wasn't clean. It wasn't, like, technically perfect, but she got the win. I was surprised to see Riho get the win over Tony Storm, to be honest. Um, but this was, like, okay. I do think it could have been a little bit stronger, a little bit better. I do think that a lot of it, uh, having all the involvement with Soraya and everybody else kind of did take away a little bit from the match. But afterwards, the post-match angle, I did enjoy because we see Britt and Jamie, they're already out there. So they go after Soraya and Tony respectfully. And you have uh, Soraya and Jamie Hayter, like literally just like throwing shots at each other inside the ring. And finally, you get Ruby Soho. She runs out there and she slaps Soraya. And everybody's been wondering, oh, is Ruby Soho going to make a decision? When is she going to make a decision? And instead, she um, slaps Soraya and uh, Jamie Hayter. So I was glad that she did that because, again, I'm like, you either make a decision or you just say, I don't care about either of you. And this one, at least she finally said, like, I don't care about any one of you guys. And that's it. She's beefy with both of them. I think that's the best way to go about it, considering that it's a triple uh, threat match. So it makes perfect sense for Ruby not to be aligned on any side here. Um, all women brawl at the end of this. So personally, like for me, I haven't been too, too into this feud. I know that it... it I haven't been too into the whole storyline. I do I do want to see this match, though. I am looking forward to it. But I would have liked for the match just to be Jamie Hayter versus Soraya. Um, to me, that feels like that would have been something that I would have been a little bit more interested in. I kind of feel like Ruby Soho it didn't necessarily need to be added into the storyline itself. Uh, like the storyline, yeah, right. Like she's part of it. You know, was she gonna which side she was gonna pick? But I didn't necessarily think she needed to be in the actual matchup. I'm thinking they're doing it just because of Soraya. You know, she may still have some limitations. We don't know. Um, but this, I, I do think to me, it would have felt like a bigger deal if it was just Jamie Hader versus Soraya because the beef has really been mainly between them two. So that's kind of where I'm at on this one here. But uh, let's go ahead and press on from here. Let's get into the Casino Tag Team uh, Royale. 
So battle royale. So for me, look, this is usually and I've said this before, I'm not really big on like battle royals or anything like that. Uh, usually I'm the one that I'm like just watching and then I'm just waiting for the final few men. I unfortunately was not interested in the casino tag team battle royale. I kind of felt a little bit just like I just wasn't interested in it. I think I already kind of knew that none of the teams that I wanted to actually win were going to win. And the second that they announced that Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen were going to be put in this match instead, uh, I felt like it was a dead giveaway that they were going to be winning this match. So for me, it was like, okay, well, when are Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen going to get the win? And they did. Uh, Dan Housen ends up eliminating eliminating the butcher and the blade. So for this here, afterwards, we see the guns come out. We see J Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal come out. And then the acclaim comes out. They all brawl it out here. Um, like I said earlier, this is one match that I'm not too interested in, but I do think it's going to be like the comedy match that we see. So we'll see. It'll be fine. All right. Um, afterwards, our last and final thing that we have to talk about for this show, it is everything that occurred between MJF and Brian Danielson. And let me tell you, I was a fan of what they did here. Uh, however, before I get into that, just a heads up, everybody, I am going to be at AEW Revolution this weekend in San Francisco. Um, I'm going to be getting footage. I'm going to be getting, you know, whatever it is from the press scrums and whatnot, uh, live tweeting what's going on and everything like that. So if you haven't already, head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Make sure to subscribe. I always put the press crumb footage up there. I clip out the best stuff in case you don't want to watch the entire thing. Because I recognize some people want to watch some portions and some people just want to watch what's newsy, what's what's important to them. So um, I do make sure to separate all of that. Uh, so please make sure to head on over there and keep an eye out for my AW Revolution content. And as I mentioned earlier, I do have an interview with Action Andretti up on the channel as well. Check that one out, guys. He talks about how he got started in pro wrestling. He talks about you know, his challenges, his journey to uh, to AEW, how he got to AEW and, uh, you know, defeating Chris Jericho, what that moment was like, what feedback he got from people and what everything has been like the experience. And he also plays my 10 question lightning round game. And I find out some very interesting things about action and journey that I had no idea about. So he is somebody that is going to be a top star someday in AEW in pro wrestling. So get to know him now. Check out that interview. But now let's get into MJF Brian Danielson. Dude, I liked this top to bottom, man. This was all good stuff. So they kicked us off with a video package. And in this video package, we uh, ended up seeing like all of these different personalities. And you see uh, Excalibur, Taz, Renee. Uh, they're all out there basically talking about the competitors, they're talking about Brian Danielson, they're talking about MJF, and they're talking about, you know, what they're expecting, what they think is going to happen. They're pretty much telling us the story, telling us what's been going on between these two, while they're also showing like flashbacks and whatnot. They're showing Brian Danielson, uh, you know, doing his training and you have MJF who's like in the gym doing like the stuff in the gym. And then you have Brian Danielson who's out in like the I was going to say out in the earth, out in the nature, you know, doing his bit. So to me, it gave me such Rocky Four vibes. Now, I don't know how many of you guys here are Rocky fans. Uh, my favorite Rocky movie is Rocky Four. And when... Um, when Rocky's out there uh, training and the freezing cold and this and that, and then you have uh, his competitor who is, you know, in the gym doing like beast mode, uh, it reminded me of that. So I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know if that was the inspiration, but uh, it did remind me of Rocky for a whole lot. So this was really good. But then afterwards, in the actual ring, we have Brian Danielson, who's out there being interviewed by Renee Paquette, and he's talking about how he was forced to be retired, uh, retired from wrestling about, you know, seven years ago, but that he came back in two. And uh, he's talking about why MJF hates him. And he's talking about how MJF has done absolutely nothing to get the same things that Brian Danielson has. MJF comes out, interrupts him, but uh, he doesn't get a really much of a word in because Brian Danielson shuts that down. And he's like, no, 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 no. He goes in there and he's telling him how he hasn't 
fought for anything. He hasn't earned what he has. And the reasons he doesn't have these things is because he hasn't fought for them. And then he has some really great stuff in here. And he has some really great lines. One of which he says, and if there's one thing you deserve, because keep in mind, he says he doesn't deserve anything. And then he says, if there's one thing you deserve, it's your fiance leaving you. Pitting shoulders to mats and banging rats. Is that what you do, Max? That doesn't seem like somebody I'd want my daughter to marry. So we found out last week that, you know, MJF mentioned in his in his promo last week that his fiance left him, that, you know, he wanted to marry her and have kids with her and this and that, and that she left him. Uh, it was later reported by Sean, or he put out a tweet saying that this is indeed true. Uh, MJF's fiance and him did indeed separate. So you're like, oh man, right? Um, so then you get this line here and it was like a super low blow, but it was a really good line too. It was very savage on the end of Brian Danielson. <laughs> I actually really loved this line, especially when he said pinning shoulders to mats and banging rats. I was like, Oh boy. Um, afterwards, he then goes on to say that, you know, he's fought depression. He's fought poverty. He's fought the authority. And, uh, he then says, before I came here, I had a job that would have paid me for the rest of my life, but I left and came to AEW because I wanted to fight. Uh, so, you know, kind of alluding a little bit to his time in WWE, mentioning the authority, mentioning, uh, you know, a job that would have paid him for life and just basically showing that he is a fighter and MJF is not. So this to me was great stuff, man. I thought this was the best promo that Brian Danielson has done during this feud with MJF because for the most part, it's been MJF. Like he's been great all the time on the mic. That's not breaking news by any means. But Brian Danielson, this was the first one that I legitimately felt um, really, really left me thinking oh shit like this is good right I thought some of the other stuff because they had had a back and forth a couple weeks ago that I didn't think was too great um but this one to me was definitely better it was it was short it was brief and he had some good uh liners in there I don't know what to expect from Brian Danielson MJF guys I don't know if MJF's gonna defeat Brian I don't know if Brian's gonna become new AW world champion I'm still thinking about what direction I'm expecting this storyline to go to go into because I can't imagine either one losing. Like I, you know, MJF just became a W world champion, uh, the last pay-per-view. And so I'm like, damn, I can't see MJF losing the championship. But at the same time, I'm like, I can't see Brian Danielson losing in this type of match. Like this would be huge for MJF to get the win. And if he were to get the win, clean keep in mind that brian danielson did say he hasn't fought for anything he hasn't earned anything but that's not what mjf does so i could only imagine mjf getting the win in this match uh, by doing something dirty by taking a cheap shot by you know whatever the situation is going to be i just can't oh man like i can't see him to i can't see him cleanly finishing off brian danielson and so I don't know which direction they're going to go in for this one. I'm going to be surprised either way with what they do here. Uh, so, guys, that was AEW Dynamite. That was the show. Uh, man, oof, good stuff, guys. Let me know how you guys felt about this show. Keep the comments going. Send them in. Looking forward to it. Uh, see what you guys say. I will be here. Um, I will be here on Friday to talk about SmackDown and Rampage. I'm not leaving to San Francisco until Saturday. So I will be here uh, to talk about SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. So make sure you guys come through for that. And if not, I will see you guys uh, next week. Do not forget to head on over to youtube.com slash Salcedo to check out all of that AEW revolution content until next time guys thank you so much for watching speak now pro wrestling and i'll see you guys next time bye everyone